Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's edition of Roundabout Sports, presented by Interstate 70 Sports Media, where our passion is our profession. My name is Jeremy Carp. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. I hope you all have had a wonderful Wednesday so far. I'm excited for tonight. We are having Rick Anthony on, one of the top radio personalities in the Midwest. Very well known, especially in the state of Indiana. He is the lead DJ at Rock 106.5, LaPorte, Indiana. He'll be on, honestly, in just a few minutes. But before we do have him on, there's a couple breaking news that I do have to break um, to everybody who haven't exactly tuned in yet. So it has just come out about an hour ago that Major League Baseball has canceled two more series to start the season. So now opening day has been Pushed back yet again to April 14th. And, you know, it's just getting very frustrating. It was already frustrating as it is. But now it's, you just wonder how many more times it's going to keep getting pushed back. When will the players and the owners actually strike a deal? And I want to make this clear for anybody who's watching the players are not on strike. The owners are locking them out. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not me saying, oh, it's all the owner's fault. It's all Manfred's fault. No, the players have to understand that they're under contract. They have to meet them halfway. But they're not the ones that are refusing to play. They're not being allowed to play. Now, some of the more recent rule changes that they have agreed on, however, is, and I can't believe I am saying this, they're banning the shift. And for those that don't really watch a whole lot of baseball or know what the shift is, the shift's basically when, say you got a left-handed hitter at the plate, you move the field over to the opposite side to make sure he doesn't hit to that dominant side. And at the same time, it's just like, that's the equivalent of banning man coverage in football or zoning in basketball, you know, like that's not how this works. And in American sports, especially every rule change that has ever been made over the past 15 years has benefited the offense. Doesn't matter what sport it is. Doesn't matter if it's football or baseball or basketball or hockey, it benefits the offense. Because a lot of fans these days just love to see these high-scoring games. Well, guess what? I don't see the problem with the one nothing shutout. I mean, yeah, you don't get a home-run derby, but so what? Guess what? If you want to see a game that's constantly having points go back and forth, go watch the NBA or watch college basketball. They're always high-scoring affairs. But baseball is supposed to be a pastime. Old school, new school, a mixture. And banning the shift is just one of the many ways that Rob Manfred and the owners are making things more detrimental to the game of baseball. And that that's the most notable. Thank heaven, though, they are not instituting robot umpires. I would have been so done. I would have absolutely been so done if they did robot umpires. I mean, come on, folks. Like, no. So we have that. And, you know, players can only speak out so much on the situation. So we don't have all the details. Um, also in the news. Now, this one, 
I'm not going to lie. It's a little interesting. And I just had to put this in there because just hear me out on this. So a woman is suing Dallas Cowboys owner Jerry Jones, alleging that the owner had paid her mother to conceal the fact that he was her biological father. The woman is 25 years old. Now, if I remember this correctly, Jerry Jones is 79 years old. I mean, look, I know you're worth a lot of money, but you got to really be careful where you're sticking things. Okay, Jerry? A 52-year age difference? Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, you have a 25-year-old daughter at 79 years old. That's like Mick Jagger having a a child, another child at 75, 76 years old. And yes, I say that because it did happen. So, ew. Nevertheless, we'll have more developments on that as it comes out, and we'll see how that goes. Also, the Indianapolis Colts, and I know I'm going to be discussing this soon with Rick, but the Indianapolis Colts have traded quarterback Carson Wentz to the Washington Commanders for a pair of third-round picks. And the biggest thing about this, I was talking with Toyoka Jackson about this earlier today, and the cap hit is the biggest part of all this. The fact that Washington is now having to eat $28 million approximately, that frees up all that money for Indianapolis. Indianapolis has over $70 million to spend for free agency. As far as the uh, commanders go, not so much. But they have a quarterback, although I prefer both Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke over uh, Carson Wentz. But to each their own, you know, everybody has their own opinions and whatnot. So, with all that said, I think it's high time to bring our dear friend Rick on. And, like I said, I've been talking to him. He, he's been excited for weeks to be on. And I've been blessed to have had the pleasure of getting the chance to have him on. You can catch Rick on Rock 106.5 in LaPorte, Indiana. He's on all kinds of other radio stations. He's a former program director at The Morning Show at 105.3. He's been on 92.3 WIL. He's done a lot of work in radio. And I'm telling you, folks, I've had a lot of talks with him already. They don't get much better than him. So it's my pleasure to introduce to Roundabout Sports the one, the only, Rick Anthony. Wow, that is, that's one of the nicest welcomes I think I've ever had. Thank you so very much. So how you doing, Jeremy? Oh, it's my pleasure. I'm doing good, Rick. How are you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just listen to your intro there as far as the, the shift. They're, they're not allowing the shift. Whether, I'm surprised they haven't instituted the designated hitter for the National League. You know, it's, it's, just, it's just so weird. I have, the thing of it is, they're going to. That's, a, oh. that's the thing. They're actually yeah. instituting the – that's another thing, folks. And, and this, was, this came out a while back, but they plan on having a universal DH – So just like in the American League, there will be a designated hitter in the National League. So if you are a pitcher in the majors, say goodbye to your chance of making it to the Hall of Fame if you're not already like maybe heading for the ballot soon because your ERA is going to be in the sixes. So uh, everything that's being uh, taken away from you as far as I'm surprised they haven't shrunk the uh, the strike zone or made the strike zone uh, better for the uh, batter than it is for the pitcher. Yeah. 
Right. It's, it's, it's and ridiculous. What, this whole thing that's going on with this lockout, this is just ridiculous. I, they don't give a darn about the fans. I think, if anything, the fans should boycott uh, Major League yeah. Baseball. Just say, hey, listen, if you don't care about us, then we don't care about you. I mean, all the jobs that are associated with this sport. Uh, you, you look at uh, the, the vendors who are going to the, the ballpark each and every day, and they're, they're trying to make ends meet and such, and they don't care right. about them. They did when uh, COVID broke out and everything like that. There was a lot of owners that were paying yeah. you know, that, but that was a nice gesture. But here we are once again, same situation. These folks are not going to be able to work. Oh, well, it's a good thing I'm not in there. <laughs> All no. right. And... It- Nope, you're you're cutting out on now. It it is deaf. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I, I lost your last comment that you had there. Oh no, I was just saying. Yeah, it's unfortunate that you know in this battle between the owners and the players, lost in all that is the vendors, the people with that work within the stadiums. Oh yeah, you know you even have the umpires who are also severely affected by this. I mean, this is not just. A player owner um, effect. Yeah, plus this the tourism, everybody. Yeah, plus the tourism industry. All these people are having booking hotel rooms and all the restaurants and everything, expecting this kind of you know people coming to town for what eighty right games. Yeah, yeah, eighty one games. You're expecting mm-hmm. hometown, you know, for eighty one games. Yeah. Hey, wh- why don't we just start it at the All Star break? <laughs> I mean, why not? They've had it practically canceled near the All Star break for so why not just have it at the All Star yeah, break? Does, start start it, it off. Yeah, let's start. We'll have the this. AL and the NL and just you know and let go him play through. There. Let him play through December. <laughs> He's Mr. November this year. Wait, next yeah. year will be Mr. December. <laughs> Mr. December. All right, folks. It is Christmas time here at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> yeah, good, yeah, good thing you can watch the game here right after uh, Santa brings the presents to the kids. You can watch the sixth game of the World Series. <laughs> I mean, you know what? I just realized they might MLB might be onto something here. They're either delaying this because this is the only way that the Seattle Mariners are going to have baseball in the fall. You never know. <laughs> so i have to say now rick we were talking before the show and i was gonna mention i was mentioning to you about the carson wentz being traded away from indianapolis and then you told me a lot of people up up here in this this area of northwest indiana it's it's all bears that's all they get bears and packers that's it (laughs) which i don't get it's it's like maybe like three or four percent might be indianapolis which is just south of us by you know three hours or so uh, maybe 150 miles or something like that, but yeah, it's it's all bears. Every, well, the thing is, you got to understand Chicago. Uh, the mindset is always the bears. Uh, it, it might be the Cubs go- heading to the World Series. Their their first question might be, uh, uh, you know, who are the Bears going to start on mon- on Sunday? You know, rather right. than you know, hey, the, who's going to who's going to pitch Game Six of the World Series? It's like a uh, yeah, and, that, and that's just it. As far as uh, the Cubs, you know, starting spring training or whatever, it's always well, uh, who are the Bears going to pick in the uh, in the first round of the draft? Yeah, very much. Yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing of that is for the Colts, this will be the sixth straight year they will have a different starting quarterback on week one. The sixth <laughs> straight year. Like, let's really put that in perspective. Yeah. Like, there has not been any consistency since Andrew Luck um, originally got injured. Because then, remember, he got injured, and they had to have all these replacements come in. Then he came back, had a great season, and then about a week before the season started, he's like, nah, I'm done. I'm not trying to die. 
screw this O-line. They, they don't yeah. protect me. I'm out. Yeah. Well, I can, I can understand that. The offensive line is really, very really important because the, uh, uh, the quarterback gets eaten seven times during the game. You know, it, he's, he's going, oh, gosh, here they come again. I, it, it was like the 85 Bears. You know, when you have an offensive, or a defensive line that comes right through your offensive line and, and you can't get into yards and you can't stay alive. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, next. <laughs> right. Now, I want to ask you, Rick, you know, you've been, mm-hmm. uh, I mentioned when I introduced you, all the, for the most part, the radio jobs you have had and in the media field, you know, you've been a personality in so many different places and so many different stations for so long. What was the start of this journey? Like what brought you to oh, wanting wow. to do this? Easy peasy. Um, my, my brother, Dan, who is, uh, 16 years older than me, by the way. Uh, he's my one of my dearest friends. Dan got me started in radio. Actually, it had nothing to do. It was actually listening to the music first off. And he had me started writing record lists. This is back in 70, 74, 75. And, uh, and, and which is basically keeping track of what's going on. I'd, I'd pick up the WLS list in Chicago or the WCFL list in Chicago to find where the songs are. But I got to a point where I wasn't listening to the music. I was actually listening to the DJs. I mean, I grew up listening to Larry Lujan and uh and uh john records landecker and uh, and uh, all all the talent of this area i know st louis was blessed with so much talent also during that during that same time frame but I, I grew up listening to wls which was one of the number one stations in the country because they had the biggest footprint i mean you could you could hear them uh, on, a, on a good night you could hear them all the way the other side of the rockies or even uh, sometimes it would uh, off if the ionosphere was just right you could hear them in europe it was just one of those radio stations that was a clear channel station that you could hear for miles and miles and hours and hours and i just absolutely fell in love with it and <clears throat> i mentioned this to my my godfather and he brought over a hammerland tube top shortwave radio and oh, wow. I was list- I was listening to stations all over the world at that point. But I, I fell in love with radio very early. And, and it was just one of the things where I knew what I wanted to do when I got older. And uh, I was going to go to Purdue Calumet up here uh, my se- after I finished my senior year. And, uh, but that didn't transpire because my dad got sick my senior year. And a lot of the money that was going for me was wound up going to pay bills and such. So I joined the Air Force. And I, I became uh, an announcer for Armed Forces Radio and Television. And uh, I, I, I was in the Air Force for 20 years. And as soon as I finished my tenure in the Air Force, I was hired on by the All-Star Radio Network in St. Louis. Uh, okay. and, and, and my boss, uh, Ron Stevens, part of the comedy team of Stevens and Gridnick, uh, that well-established uh, for doing uh, morning show content to four or 500 stations across the country. Uh, very talented comedy team. I got lucky to be on board that. And and Ron let me do all the interviews, which was the coolest thing. I had a chance to talk to so many people. My wife and I'll be sitting around watching TV and I'll say, talk to him, talk to her. And, <laughs> and they'll be able to relate a story. I've talked to uh, so many people through the years, all because of, of Ron and the All-Star Radio Network. And I also got a couple of uh, actual shows, national shows that I really loved. One of which, since you, you're, you're talking about motorsports, I, uh, I I was able to do National Hot Rod Association for years. Ron was looking for a new idea. And I said, listen, you've got everyone doing NASCAR. How about National Hot Rod Association? He goes, well, let's let's try it. And I was able to do that for several years. And I really loved that and getting a chance to hang with the teams. And as a while for, uh, for a while there, my wife and I were going to, uh, they had like 23 events of the season. We were hitting probably a third of them, if not half of them. 
actually going to the events and sitting in the pits with a microphone and talking to all the drivers and such. It was really, really cool. And it would air daily. It was a 90-second uh, daily piece that was heard on 60, 70 stations or so like that back in like 2005, 2006. It was really cool. I loved, I loved working for All Star Radio. It was very, very cool. You know, you've had so much experience, especially in the St. Louis area. What was it like being, especially, you know, I feel like when you're in St. Louis on whether it be radio, on TV, the even though the city itself isn't exactly big from a population standpoint, the outreach is massive. Oh, yeah. The viewing oh. audience, the, the viewership area, you know, you see it when you watch like Channel 5 News, you watch KSDK or KMOV, you know, or Fox 2. You know, it shows you how much of the coverage area it is. Oh, yeah. St. And... Louis is a wonderful town, especially for the media, too. You had, of course, KMOX is is legendary, and that footprint is almost as big as uh, as WLS. It was just a, a wonderful team. And all the, all the uh, stations that became uh, uh, Cardinals affiliates, yeah, that was that was very, very nice to see that. Uh, I had some really good friends at KMOX, and... I, I really loved I loved all the people that I worked with in St. Louis. I was blessed to work at uh, at K it's ninety six from uh, oh, late ninety late 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 ninety five to two thousand and two when I got bought out by Emmis Radio, and then uh, I got uh, involved with uh, ninety three seven the Bull for four years. So I did six hit six years at K hits. I did four years at the Bull ninety three seven the Bull, and then Danny Montana hired me away from from there to go work at uh, WIL. And I was there for 13 years at WIL. Wow. I think, I think um, all together, I think all together somewhere on 22 years is uh, I, I was on the air in St. Louis. I was going to say, and in multiple, you know, stations, multiple genres, you know, mm -hmm. obviously <laughs> the bull is a little bit different than what K hits 96 was, but yeah, that, that's for sure. Yeah. Nowadays, um, you know, um, Casey's kind of what K hits was. Yeah. And Casey was doing it first on, you know, yeah. Casey's um, a legend. Uh, uh, Favaz, if you're watching, hello. How you doing? Yes. Casey. I, I was John, to John Good to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Just a legendary bunch of guys. Oh yeah. I mean, the, when you, when you mention those names, people know, uh, you know, radio rich, you know, they, they, they know those names, uh, Katie Cruz, all those great uh, jocks that were on, uh, on, uh, on Casey radio. And all the people what? that they talked to, too, was really cool. I was going to say, it's just like that big, it, you know, one thing I love about being involved in media is the connections you make. When you connect with one person, you connect with two more and then oh, more yeah. and more. And it just branches out. Yeah, I was surprised. Through, I was surprised through the years uh, when I went through broadcasting school. It was down in Fort Benjamin Harrison in Indianapolis, Indiana. It was called DENFOS, the Defense Information School. And it, it, we have, thanks to Facebook, I've met a lot of former, uh, we, we call them, uh, you know, DENFOS trained killers because uh, us, us dumb disc jockeys or, or uh, either t TV guys or radio guys, I loved the, the whole radio facet. Not a big fan of doing the TV thing, but I really fell for radio. So that's what I, I got to do. Um, but I met so many through the years. It's really cool to have that that association. You've been on the radio. You've been on the radio. So you're a radio brother then because you all know what it's all about. I love that. And, and especially for the ones that uh, remember the old splicing blocks and the carts and the 45s rather than, you know, hitting a waveform on a, a button on a screen that basically plays an MP3 file. Uh, it's It was so good back in the old days. I'm so grateful to God that I grew up in the era that I did 
because uh, I, I actually knew what it was like to run reel-to-reel tapes and have to get that thing on in 30 seconds so I can get the back of the song and then get that that winner's uh, uh, actuality on the air. It was just it was it was such a fun time, and I'm just so blessed to be doing what I did when I did it. Have you been a mentor to future, you know, radio jockeys or anybody else, like people that we've worked behind the scenes, videographers, anybody in the media industry? Have people, you know, learned from you? Have you been able to teach them what you've done in your career? One of one of them was Derek. uh, Derek Keith, who was on WIL for many, many years. Uh, He was one of those that was watching what I was doing when he was in high school. And then uh, I helped him get his very first gig. It was a station in oh god sorry derek i can't remember where it was i know it was east of st louis i can't remember what i apologize for that buddy uh but uh yeah that and uh, a couple of other guys i helped uh, brought them in to do some videography work and such and mentored them on how to you know use this 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 you know what works what doesn't work and such um i don't know maybe i'm just the the old guy now that uh, knows a lot of things but i i I'm always feel like i'm i'm learning i'm always teaching too and i think everybody learn you know benefits from learning something I'm not doing try to sound arrogant or anything like that. One thing no, that you absolutely. Men- one thing that you mentioned uh, when we were talking earlier, I wanted to stress, uh, and this was this is the fault of many people in this business is the fact that they get an ego, and when they wind up getting an ego, they're hard to be around. And I apologize for the people that I've alienated through the years by saying, "Oh, I know," doing my name dropping. Oh, I know this. I did that particular thing. And uh, even my wife took me aside. She says, you know something, you got to really get control of this thing because it's not very, it's not making a lot of people happy. So it was one of those moments where I I, I went to God and I said, hey, listen, you're going to have to help me with this because I can't control it anymore. And, you know, I didn't get a thunderous, Rick, you're going to do this or whatever. It was just kind of a deep down inside. I got a thing that says, listen, if you can't control being the star of the show, then why don't you make everyone else the star of the show and you host it? And that's basically what I do. Every afternoon on Rock 106.5, we do the face the Rock 106.5 Facebook question of the day. And I just read the responses. I post it at like 7 o'clock in the morning. And then I compile some of the best ones I can that I can fit in in three minutes or so. And I, I let the listeners or my Facebook friends be the stars. And it's it's just I get more joy out of letting other people be the star than than me being the star. When I was at uh, a, a station, the, the uh, station in Rolla, Missouri, uh, KZNN, I wound up winning the award for uh, best announcer in mid-Missouri. And it was all because I let everyone else be the star. And I, I think I, I think that was one of the things that actually made me survive the last 20 years of this job. I think, you know, I've, I understand where you're coming from with the whole thing about having an ego. You know, because I think pride, being proud of something and having the ego in our business can really collide. Yeah, it's a a real detriment, especially it it can really alienate people really, really quick. And they come across. I think one of the nicest compliments I ever got paid was by Kent Hall when I started working at K-Hits. When I first met him, I, you know, shook his hand and say, listen, if there's anything I could ever do for you, let me know if I think. And. He came to me a year later and says, you know something? I owe you an apology. And I said, what's that? He says, well, I first met you. I thought you were a complete fraud, a complete phony. But I realized a year later, you're still the same nice guy. So it's it, that's one of the nicest compliments I ever got paid. And see, that's the thing. I feel like that 
I, that's something I'm afraid of for me. You know, whenever I meet an accomplishment, whenever I get an accomplishment, whenever I reach a goal, you know, this is my 10th year in the field of journalism. Uh-huh. You know, I started under, I got to say it, on Mr. Schott's, uh, on Matthew Schott's um, newspaper class in France South Central High School. Best journalism teacher <laughs> anybody could ever have. Best newspaper guy anybody could ever work with, and I'll stand by that forever. Um, and you know, he's the one that really kind of convinced me. He saw something in me that I was like, I, I, maybe I can do this, but I don't really know if I want to. And he got that out of me to do it. And, you know, here I am 10 years later, but it feels sometimes I worry that like, oh yeah, I've done this. I've been a part of this and I've done that. And it's like, I get worried that it's like, it's not me trying to be cocky that I've made it. It's me just being surprised and proud of myself that I've been fortunate enough to make it to this because, you know, and like, unlike a lot of my contemporaries, I don't have a bachelor's degree. I never went Mm -hmm. to a journalism school. I don't have all these, you know, accolades. And while, and I I always want to stress this, just because I don't have them doesn't mean I'm not proud of anyone else who does, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm always proud of the accomplishments, you know, my contemporaries have. But it's just, yeah, going into like conversations with others in the industry, you kind of just want to make sure you put on a good impression, you know. And and mm-hmm. for me, it's just something that I do get worried about for myself. Oh yeah, the thing is, uh, if if you find something you really love, regardless of what you can make as far as money wise, uh, if you got a passion for radio, follow it. You know, that's just it. If you got a passion for doing the newspaper, you got a passion for doing podcasts and such like that. Don't let people tell you differently just just go ahead and do it you know there's a lot of people in in this business that uh think oh gosh you're in regular you're probably making you know six figures maybe seven figures no i could tell you uh <laughs> it's not the truth anymore <laughs> I, someone told me this stat this is 80 percent of the money in radio is made by 20 percent of the people and i think that's true so, yeah that so, definitely so, sounds so, right so if you've got a passion to do whatever you want to do do whatever you want to do don't let anyone tell you different yeah i think and I've, I've bounced from so many different um, spots. You know, I originally Interstate 70 Sports Media was just a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just a podcast. I hadn't done, I originally did one just called the Jeremy Carp Show, you know, simple as that. And I hadn't done it. And I, after I stopped it, it's like, I want to do something new. I don't want to attach my name to it in the title. I want to do something new and I want to incorporate a bigger audience. So I. Yeah. You know, create Interstate 70 Sports. It was just called Interstate 70 Sports. It was just a podcast. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, there was people that were paying attention. The audience on the Facebook page grew. And I'm like, maybe if I have the right people around me that are just as passionate about this, if not more passionate than I am, something bigger can happen. And we're at, gosh, like... We have a quite a few thousand followers on our Facebook page. I mean, we got three shows, and you know, we, you know, we've I've made a lot of I'm blessed to have made so many good connections with people. You know, whether it's former um, athletes, you know, radio personalities, um, or just you know, everyday people that just love sports. I my big goal with this is I want to give people the chance to speak where they wouldn't be allowed to speak somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I've learned in the business, a lot of places, 
Because I've been shunned before from certain places because I don't, you know, have all those credentials and those accolades. Mm -hmm. And instead of taking it out on anybody, I said, well, you know what? I want to kind of create a way to where others can be a part of this, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's why I always say, like, and that's kind of like the tagline for us at Interstate Science Sports Media, our passions, our profession. We love doing what we do, and we just want to do the best we can for everybody that listens, reads our articles, you know, watches the shows. You know, it, we love what we do, and I know Rick, you've loved what you what you've done for so long. Yes, that's true. And Jeremy, here's the thing too: you might not have a college degree, you might not have the accolades that you need, or whatever like that. But always fake it till you make it, man. Yeah, I, I was gonna say I, I got up to the associate's degree, uh-huh. but then I was I got my associates, but then I was just like I do not have a bachelor's, and I'm not even disappointed in myself about it. There, for a well, while, I was nothing to be disappointed about. For you a know, while, I, I'll admit I was, but not anymore. I've met so many people through the years who have uh, who got a you know a master's degree, but the thing is, they don't necessarily have the nas- the natural talent. You know, there's a lot of people that are book smart. There's just not a lot of people who are street smart that have the skills that you can use on a regular basis. It is, it's an individual who actually has it in their heart. You can teach a lot, but if you don't have it in your heart or your guts, then, then it's just not going to happen. You know, it's just like a musician. A musician says, well, I dropped out at the, at the age of 16. You know, I don't have a college degree, but I do have, you know, 15 gold records on my wall. It, it's very true. Um so you had, we had ta- also talked about this earlier, you know, um, your wife, uh, who unfortunately did pass away a few years ago. Right. Um, you're married almost 40 years. Yeah, just shy of 40, yeah. What was, how, best way to put it, when you were going through all these uh, job changes at different stations, and then, you know, you move from Missouri, you go back to Indiana, how strong of a support was she through all of it? My, my, my late wife. Yeah. She was always, she was always in my mind. So she was all, she was helping direct my step. It was between God and her directing my steps and such. And, and I'm grateful to God for the beautiful lady that I have now. She and I are married. Uh, she is a true godsend. I'm, I'm convinced that my last, my wife's last action on this earth was to put Leslie in my, in my path. Leslie and I've been friends since the seventh grade. And oh, wow. uh, I'm just, just, awesome. just, just, just grateful that, uh, that this lovely lady has opened her home and her heart to me and it just clicked. It just really clicked. She's a, a very talented and brilliant nurse and, uh, I'm just incredibly blessed. I really am, um, at my point in life. I, yes, I miss my wife horribly, but, uh, I, I'm transitioning into this new, uh, new portion until I guess a retire. That'd be the next step for me to do. And because it, you know, we're kind of talking about it now that I'm in my sixties, how, how many more years can I make this thing go? I was going to kind of lead in it. I was about to ask how many more years do you feel that you will be involved in the industry? I'd like, at least I'd, as an on air personality. I'd, I'd like to make it uh, to 65. I really would. I would, uh, but uh, right now I've seen so many people uh, be- between COVID and other things. I see so many people, my age dropping dead. So it's, Maybe, maybe it might be another year. Maybe it might be another two. It all depends. I'm really enjoying what I'm doing on air at Rock 106.5 in LaPorte. It is just, it's just a lot of fun. And uh, I have a fun show in the afternoon. And I, I think a lot of people really enjoy it. Every person I meet says, you know, something, that station is something else. And I really, really thank everybody. Make sure you download the Rock 106.5 app 
to your uh, smartphones, okay? It's available at the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store. Just look for Rock 106.5, and you can hear me. It's uh, 2 to 6 Central Time, Monday through Friday, and 9 to 2 on Saturdays. So what I think I'm going to do now, Rick, is, you know, we talk about how on your radio show, and you do it on your Facebook page, you ask these questions. You do about one a day, one mm-hmm. for every day. Um, for whatever occasions going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I'm going to do is read some of those questions. Oh, and then okay. I want your my response personal is- response. Okay, good. See how how you do. So all right. Um, here we go. So the first one we have here is, um. So last Friday was the first uh, Friday of the Lent season. Okay. And you know. There's always great fish fries everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. For you personally, where is your favorite fish fry to go to? To, to be honest with you, I here's here's the thing. I struggled with fish fries because I grew up my my mom and dad Catholic. Uh, they would take me out on Friday night to a tavern or something like that. They would have the worst awful fish fries. <laughs> so I I grew up so wherever I can find Lake Perch in uh, in uh, Northwest Indiana is the best fish fry. <laughs> okay. So, so I, th- th- and that's just the thing when I was doing that, uh, coming up with that about seven o'clock on last Friday morning going, I've never liked fish fries. Growing up. <laughs> so that's a good, you got me good on that one. Yeah. So See? yeah. And Northwest Indiana is basically the only place you can ever get Lake perch. Uh, really? And it, yeah. And it's just so good compared to ocean perch and it's just so delicate and a great little taste. And, uh, I, that's something that I really truly miss from the year between that and, uh, and Italian beef. I mean, true Chicago Italian beef. That's just something yeah. you couldn't pass up. Okay. Your next question, sir. Um, so, okay. The next question is, Ooh, here we go. It was on Monday this week. It was national flapjacks day oh. now. Okay. Are you a pan? or a waffle purse and how do you what do you put on top of whichever one you prefer okay now i'm gonna i'm gonna quantify this two different ways if i'm going to waffle house it's a waffle okay uh i wish to god we had <laughs> i wish we had waffle houses up here in, in northwest indiana because i truly loved the waffle house that's uh right there in collinsville i was i was there like all the time and uh so to answer your question i i'm a pancake guy I'm, i really like pancakes okay. better than i like waffles unless i'm going to the waffle house to topping uh you know, I would love to have some fresh strawberries and some strawberry syrup on there. That would be really cool. And since I'm, you know, getting older, I will put the whipping cream on top too. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, how about, um, Ooh, Harry. Okay. This one. All right. So yesterday was yeah. international woman's day. Oh yeah. Um, who, and this may be a tough one. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll I'll let you say too because it might be easier that way. Which two women have had the biggest impact in your life? One would be my mother. She was. Uh, it, it's really neat. My my mother and my father taught my brother Dan and I to be gentlemen, and that has really paid dividends for both he and I through the years. As far as that goes, I never meet a stranger thanks to my dad, and I'm always complimentary to people thanks to my mom. And uh, that would be one. And, of course, my late wife would be the other because uh, she was an amazing lady. Uh, I, I, I can't say anything more about my wife other than the fact that she was just perfect. 
and she uh, she was just absolutely the best. And luckily, I've got uh, I've got someone to uh, to kind of uh, fill the shoes a little bit. But uh, my wife, yeah, she was just absolutely incredible for forty years. She was just uh, she. She, she tolerated me being on the radio for 40 years, boys and girls. And that is something that, uh, that is really, really hard. Cause there's a lot of marriages that don't make it in this business. Yeah. I think that when you're on the road a lot, or if you're away from home a lot, obviously it would have a massive effect on mm-hmm. one's marriage. But for you guys to have such a loving one for so long, I think oh, it's yeah. just nothing short of an amazing blessing. Oh yeah. Um, now, now I'm blessed with Leslie. She is just an yep. absolutely incredible lady, and she would be my two A and two B type thing. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I guarantee, I know, I knew without a fact that if you, if I had said three, Leslie would have been yep. on there as well. Ab- absolutely, and yeah. That's wonderful to hear. Like, yeah, it shows how much of a gentleman you are. First of all, it shows who you are as a person. You know, um, I, I was always told it doesn't cost you anything to pay a compliment. So there you go. That's very much true. And I was, you know, for me, I'll, I'll give mine on this one. So, okay. Um, this will be, okay. First one is obviously my mother. Mm-hmm. And I say this because, um, my mother and I growing up, you know, I wasn't always the best behaved kid. You know, I struggled with ADD my whole life. And nowadays that doesn't even exist. They just call it ADHD. So I yeah. guess we'll just say that's what it is. Um, but she, you know, was so loving, is so loving. Um, she's going to be retiring in August. You know, we work at the same nursing home and she's going to retire in August and it's Mm well-deserved. Um, but no, she was all definition of somebody who, you know, she didn't go to college. Um, she didn't have all these degrees or anything, you know, but at the same time, she knew, she was a skill smart person. She is a skill smart person. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of great skills, you know, knows how to take care of things, has taught me so much. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things she's taught me is how to be loving towards other people. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the biggest things she's taught me. She's taught me how to act towards, you know, whether it be your elders or just family in general. Um, my second person would be my. I'm going to do a 2A and 2B oh, as well. Fair just enough, like fair enough, yeah. Fair enough, yeah. Um, because they're both my grandmas. Oh, One wonder. who's the, sadly who passed away last year, and then the other who um, I'm grateful is still with us. Um, so my grandma who passed away last year, she is like, she was like an encyclopedia. She really? would know so much. She would knock your butt down in Trivial Pursuit and Jeopardy, any of those stuff. But I always considered her the keeper of the family history. We would spend a lot of time taking. We have pictures that date back to the 1800s. Wow, that's incredible. And we would turn around, write the names of who they were, because my grandma was the only one who'd remember them, you know, for the most part. Um, And we just had. She always had so many great stories to tell. Um, Her and my grandpa were married 68 years. Yeah, 68 years. I think three days after. Three days after that, you know, it's amazing though. I think she meant, I think it was meant to be, I think God wanted her to make it to her 60th anniversary because three days after is when she passed away. Um, So I think it was meant to be that they made it to their anniversary together. Wonderful. Um, And for my other grandma, I cannot 
I don't have enough time on the show to talk about the wonderful things about her. Yeah. Um, she she's definitely a mom's mom. We'll put it that way. She knows, you know, she's a hell of a cook. She's such a loving person. She's always open to everything and anything. Um, family is the most important thing in her life. And she, and she, when I grew up as a kid and I'd visit them in Florida, she would take me to the senior center where she would help. She would volunteer. And, you know, you, you said it yourself earlier, you know, it doesn't pay to give a, it doesn't cost to pay a compliment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's a good thing because otherwise she probably would be bankrupt. Um, <laughs> she's just one of the sweetest people you would ever uh, meet. So we're very fortunate to have had so many strong women in our lives. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, and, you know, obviously for us, you know, International Women's Day extends beyond one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, in fact, I had a joke somebody at work told me today. She's like, I don't know why it's International Women's Day. Men wouldn't be here one for women. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> well, you got us there. That's true. Not a true point. Yeah. Um, so I got one more for All right, you go ahead. For, for these questions. This is a, this is a fun one. So, and this kind of ties into me too, because at work, we're doing this thing called the biggest loser about losing weight and everything. Mm-hmm. Now, last week was fat Tuesday. Right. And so you had asked if there were no consequences of guilt or weight gain, what is the one food you would overindulge in? Oh, I'd love pasta. I I, yes, I, could eat pasta. I love it too. Pasta, <laughs> it, it, pasta and pasta and potatoes because potatoes you can do anyway, but pasta is, and, and those are both carbs. So, yeah. but anyways, it, pasta is just you could do so many things with it. You can't you can't go wrong with pasta. I love pasta, and I think part of that's also just me being a former track runner. I mean, I've loved it my whole life, but mm-hmm. when I ran track, it was Carb City. Yeah. <laughs> so I was digging into the fettuccine alfredos mm-hmm. and yeah. all the linguines. Um, another one would have, without a doubt, like it's all, I, I consider it the key to my heart, apple pie. Apple I pie, no. love apple pie. I, I'm a big, um, I'm still a big, through the years, I'm still a big fan of candy. I mean, I love chocolate, you ooh, know, Hershey's chocolate. Good. Yeah. And not necessarily Hershey's just plain Hershey's chocolate. It's got to be chur- chocolate with the almonds. So it's uh Hershey's chocolate okay. with almonds. So anyone listening though, who would like to make a donation uh, for tr- yeah, yeah. I, I'll, I'll take, I'll take bags and bags of Hershey's. <laughs> that's where i put it at the bottom of the screen what station they can catch you on so at least they know to right. look it up and then they can they can find the address and you'll go to work tomorrow and just have a whole fat stack of candy in there no, well <laughs> hershey's galore uh, that would be nice gotta watch out my face will break out but anyways yeah oh, oh. Gotcha. um <laughs> so okay. you know you know we had mentioned about how much longer you think that you would be doing this being mm-hmm. on radio. Did you expect you'd be doing it this long? Wow. That's a good question. I, you know, it's, it's strange when you really think of when I started this whole thing, uh, if you look at a lot of the DJs uh, that were successful, they only made it to like the forties or so. I mean, they, they were only like 40, 45 or something like that. I'm past 60 and I'm still hearing jocks or, older than me on the radio so it's like well i don't know there's a possibility yeah i i'm just very grateful to be able to be sharp and 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 uh, and be able to make you laugh and such uh i i'm just i was very blessed from the start to have this this ability to do this and thank god i got the pipes to do it and 
that's that's the whole thing as far as I, I I hope to God as long as the pipes hold up for a couple more years and this is still working. Uh, yeah, I think I can make it a couple more years. I think that would be wonderful for both obviously yourself and your family, but also for just, you know, the audience. Right. I, what's great is that you've just been able to make so many new fans in so many different markets. You know, we talk about how big the St. Louis Metro area is, but you're in Indiana, you're in Illinois, you know, you're in Missouri. And when you have a big Facebook following those posts, those interviews, those radio moments, those get spread around, you know, word yeah. spreads faster now than it ever has. Yeah. And so if there's ever a chance, you know, ever that time to where you can really garner that attention, this is that time. Oh, so yeah. I think it's wonderful that, you know, you're still going strong with no signs <laughs> of slowing down. You know, it's yeah. something that I'm grateful that I've done this for 10 years. I'm fortunate, especially. And my dad has always taught me, that my dad does not plan on retiring when he's 65. He's going to just keep going, he says, until he can't because he doesn't want to get bored. He's, he, he doesn't want – and honestly, you know, I have too much fun with this. I have too much fun getting prepared for a show, um, you know, man, trying to get interactions with fans and audience members and just it, – it's just a blessing to be able to do this because – I always dreamed of it since I was eight years old. Oh, wonderful. But to be able to actually do it mm -hmm. is just the pleasure of life. And to follow in so many great footsteps, you know, like I've, and I've been on radio shows as well. And to, and these guys are just like Randy Molman on the Mohol radio. He's just so gracious. One of the best, one of the best, Randy Molman's one of the best PA announcers you would ever, and one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. I'm so grateful to know him. Um, you know, a couple weeks ago, I had Toyoka Jackson on the show. One of the most, you know, heartfelt guys you can meet. And it's, I'm telling you, just you, like the excitement you had in wanting to be on made me feel really good because it makes me feel like i'm doing something right well it's like, it, it's no problem at all uh I, I jeremy i really truly enjoy uh talking about not necessarily talking about myself but talking about the business and there's a lot of kids who are in it for the wrong reasons uh if if you are have a passion to do this don't let anyone tell you not to okay if you really and truly want to go into radio i'm not going to talk you out of it there was there was a time I used to say, "What's what, I'm thinking about going into radio." Oh, don't do that! <laughs> but, it, but now, if that's what you want to do, then well, so be it. What is so? I guess the final question I got for you, Rick. Okay. What is the one? And I know you kind of said it already, but you meet someone, mm -hmm. and they have, you know, the heart of a lion. They are so into this but they're so scared about getting into the business. Mm -hmm. What would you, Rick Anthony, say to them? Run into it as fast as you can because get get past that initial scary thing. I mean, I, to be honest with you, I've been doing this job since I was like 14. My buddy Darren and I used to do radio <laughs> shows on Friday nights. We used to spin 45s and we used to get this local newspaper that was called The Scanner. And it, it was it was just 
garage sales and this, that, and the other thing, but it had some kind of articles. It had a horoscope and everything like that. So we take little articles out of that and read that. It was all done improvisation with the music and everything like that. And I still listen to it today. And it's like, oh my God, we were like second city TV. You know, it was just, it was just one of the things. It was one skit after another, playing music, talking about the songs, talking about what's going on and everything. It was just, and we were like 14 years old. We had no training. It was just done. <laughs> It was just unnatural. So kudos to my buddy Darren, who who did that for for a couple of years with me. And uh, luckily, this is what I got a chance to do. So if if you have a passion to do it, just do it. Just run into it. And uh, and if if for first time you fall on your on your tail, get up and do it again. If you fall on your tail five more times, just keep get up and doing it. And that's just it. Don't let people tell you, you can't do it. Okay. I absolutely love that advice. I think we should not. Like the world should not have people discouraging others. You know, they should be helping others, encouraging. And, you know, when you've been in the business long enough, help. You know, it's like just give that little little bit of oomph, you know, because mm-hmm. that's all it takes for some people. They just want that. Some people just need that little bit of confidence to be like, you know what? I can do this. And that could pay all the dividends in the world. There you go. So, there you go. All right. Rick, before I let you go. First off, I want to say it's been an absolute honor and a pleasure having you on. You know, welcome to the I seventy Sports family, the team over here. We're great uh, having you on. I look forward to having you on again. Well, that would let be nice. the audience let the audience know where they can catch you. That way, they can definitely tune in to the true Rick Anthony. <laughs> okay, uh, afternoons, Rock one hundred six five in Laporte. That's L A P O R T E. Uh, Indiana, it's Northwest Indiana, it's about fifty miles southeast of Chicago. Uh, you can download our app. Uh, from the uh, Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, just look for Rock 1065. You can find me on Facebook, Rick Anthony, R-I-K-A-N-T-H-O-N-Y. I told everyone that my we were, came from a poor family, couldn't afford all the letters. So it's Rick Anthony <laughs> with a K. <laughs> so, yeah, you can find, you can find me there. Uh, if you want to email me, it's rick at 967theeagle.com. That's rick, R-I-K, at 967theeagle.com. And uh, that's where you can find me, folks. All right, Rick, thank you so much. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Anthony on Roundabout Sports. Have a wonderful night, my friend. Take care. Thank you. You too. What an amazing guy. I love his passion. And most importantly, I love the fact that he was so adamant about encouragement instead of discouragement in people that want to really be a part of this industry or any industry for that matter, but to be a part of the radio and media business, you know, because it's not the easiest thing to get into. And there's so many, there's so many people that want to get into it, but some people it's just, it's just that confidence. And I, I know what that's like. It's not easy, you know, to be like, I got to keep going every day. I'm like, should I, should I go for it? I'm like, You've gotten this far. You got to keep going. You're like you got those voices in your head telling you to. Um, so I got to say, before we go, there is another couple pieces of news we have to say that about the Major League Baseball and their lovely lockout. So tonight, the two sides do not have any plans on renegotiating, but the door's open to see if they can at least resolve the international draft situation before moving forward so there's so many different situations going on so many different issues they're talking about um whether it be about the cba the international draft the rule five draft arbitration i mean 
And to think, the one thing they somehow were able to agree on is to ban the shift. Like, are you kidding me right now? I don't... It, it just blows my mind. I'm sorry. I'm still going to be on that thing for a long time. Um... I want to give a special shout out to James Knox. He's the host of Knox Corner. He's our I-70 Sports Media Insider, and he just does a phenomenal job keeping track of everything going on. Um, you can find his work on the on our Facebook page, I-70 Sports Media. And you know, he's on he's on so his own social he has his own social media as well. Um also Big shout out to Adam Frax, host of Talking Dynasty. Uh, he has a new episode coming up, and I know there is a lot to talk about, especially knowing that his division has just gotten heated up because Russell Wilson was traded to the Denver Broncos yesterday, and Denver gave up a lot. They gave up two firsts. They gave up a second. They gave up a fifth. They gave up Drew Locke. They gave up Noah Fant, and they gave up Shelby Harris. All that for Russell Wilson in a fourth, which means I can proudly say that the Las Vegas Raiders are going to finish last in the AFC West, and I cannot wait for that. Now, as far as the Kansas City Chiefs go, I mean, the AFC West is up to the other three teams, the Broncos, Chargers, and Chiefs. I'm telling you right now, primetime, Wilson versus Mahomes, with those with the young defense versus the juggernaut offense, I am looking so forward to it. With all that said, folks, I'd like to thank you all so much for tuning in to Roundabout Sports this evening. Um, as always, as customary every week, I want to point out that we do have the National Suicide Hotline on our screen. It's 1-800-273-8255. We have it on because we want to emphasize in the world that you are never alone. There is always someone out there who loves you. I love you. And, you know, the world we live in, there's a lot going on right now. Our thoughts with everybody who are in Ukraine having to struggle with this terrible war going on. You know, hopefully we just pray for peace and everything getting resolved. Um, but yes, the suicide hotline, 1-800-273-8255. It is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, so we do have that. And next week, I am looking forward to having professional ref wrestling referee Christopher Miles on. That is going to be a blast. And I know that um, there's a lot more surprises in store for uh, future episodes. But until then, folks, my name's Jeremy Carp. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, life is a book full of empty pages just waiting to be written in. Make your lives worth reading. This is Jeremy Carp saying goodnight. <laughs>